Welcome to the Founder Church Podcast, helping you to forge a lifelong reliance on God. To find out more about the Founder or how you can get involved, visit thefoundrychurch.com. Have you ever been tailgated by another car? Actually, scratch that. Have you ever been tailgated today? Because it happens all the time around here and it drives me nuts. I had this memorable incident with a tailgater just last week. I was driving to Wendy's to get my Baconator, and I was driving on this winding stretch of road when I saw a car quickly approaching in my rear view mirror. She was pushing me to go faster than the speed limit, taking every corner and curve as close to my bumper as she could. After about a mile of this craziness, we came to a stretch of road that was a bit straighter, which allowed her to finally zoom on around me, right? And it was on a double yellow too, right? And she went on her way and I was annoyed and I was mad, but just a few minutes later, I rounded a corner and saw that this driver had got stuck behind a dump truck that was going even slower than I was. And this dump truck was tossing up all sorts of rocks and sticks, all kinds of things. Now, I couldn't lie. Uh, This girl uh, slowed down behind a, a truck, right, with rocks dinging off her hood and windshield was a glorious sight. Why? Because she actually got what was coming to her. And while it sounds petty to say it out loud, there is just something that feels good about seeing someone get what is coming to them, right? It is reassuring to know that sometimes what goes around comes around. Am I right? And when someone gets what's coming to them, we think they deserve, right? We call that karma. Now, now here's what we have to wrestle with, the tension that I want us to deal with. Karma is generally a concept that appears in Eastern religions. And while we, as Christians, don't use the word karma, we know what it means, right? The, The idea is that good or bad, what someone does today will impact their tomorrow. And while we may not actually believe in karma, I think a lot of us believe in the idea to some extent. We think that what we put out into the world will eventually come back to us in the end. Right? Think about it. Right? If, you, if you work hard in college, you will automatically get a good job. Right? Just right there for you for the taking. Right? And this job is going to pay more than the job your parents have. Right? If you make all the right decisions in your dating life, you'll end up with the spouse of your dreams. Right? And have an easy-peasy and perfect relationship. Right? If, you, if you work hard at your job, you will get promoted automatically. But while all of this sounds good in theory, and while, yes, our now does impact our later to some extent, we all know that, unfortunately, it is not always the way that we want it to. Because bad things still happen to good people. And if this idea of karma is real, it means that when we experience bad things, We just had it coming, right? So now listen, Foundry. We even apply this idea to our faith. We may not admit it, but as followers, we often think that if we follow Jesus and live for him, forge our life on him, we will have a relatively easy and happy life, right? No hiccups, no breakdowns, simple, easy, just the way we want it. 
Right? Some of us, we go to church every week. We, we read our Bibles every day. We faithfully give our tithe and, and frequently volunteer in our community because we think these actions will make God happy. And if we make God happy, if we do the right things, he will reward us. Right? He will see our efforts and good behavior and give us the desires of our heart. But if we don't do all that stuff, well, then we're punished. We won't get the things we want. Right? We won't have the life that we want. Our mistakes or our mess-ups now ultimately mean bad karma later. Now, I don't know about you, right? but there, uh, there's... Uh, <laughs> now, I, can you edit that? Right. Now, I don't know about you, but this is not the kind of God that I want to forge my life on. I do not want to forge my life on a God who can be manipulated into giving me what I want if all I do is the right things. Right? Who can uh, cut deals with us through our prayers and behaviors. Who dishes out punishment or withholds blessings because we make mistakes or do the right thing. Right? I, don't, I don't necessarily want to serve a God who ultimately just deals in karma. And so Foundry, here's a big thought. Right? As Christians living in a karma-minded world, maybe we should stop and consider how this worldview is impacting the way we see God, right? Does this concept work by Jesus's standards, right? In the kingdom of God, do we always get what's coming to us? And so let's dig in, right? This, this mindset, a, a karma way of viewing life has been around since the very beginning of life. Right? In fact, a lot of religion in general is informed by this very idea, the belief that one way or other, everyone gets what's coming to them. And so when Jesus arrived in this world, a lot of people had that mindset. Right? During his ministry and time on earth, Jesus did and said a lot of things that shook up people's uh, preconceptions of God themselves and the way the world works. Right, this, to be honest, was actually Jesus' M.O., right? To take a belief that everyone assumes is true and then just blow it up with some profound truth bombs. Right? To, to help people understand these truths, Jesus often told stories. Right? That's what he used for these truth bombs. Right? These stories are parables that reveal who God is and the way that his kingdom works. And so today, we're going to look at one of those parables. And Jesus starts it this way in Matthew chapter 20, verses 1 through 16. Follow along with me with your Bibles. Matthew 20, verses 1 through 16. For the kingdom of heaven is like the landowner who sent out early one morning to hire workers for his vineyard. He agreed to pay the normal daily wage and sent them out to work. At nine o'clock in the morning, he was passing through the marketplace and saw some people standing around doing nothing. So he hired them, telling them that he would pay them whatever was right at the end of the day. So they went out to work in the vineyard. At noon and again at three o'clock, he did the same thing. At five o'clock that afternoon, he was in town again and saw some more people standing around. He asked them, why haven't you been working today? And they replied, because no one hired us. The landowner told them, then go out and join the others in my vineyard. Now that evening, he told the foreman to call the workers in and pay them, beginning with the last workers first. 
When, they, when those hired at five o'clock were paid and received a full day's wages, when those hired first came to get their pay, they assumed they would receive more. But they too were paid a day's wages. When they received their pay, they protested to the owner. Right? Those people who worked only one hour and yet you've paid them just as much as you paid us who worked all day in the scorching heat. He answered one of them, friend, I haven't been unfair to you. Right? Don't you agree uh, to work all day for the usual wage? So take your money and go. I wanted to pay the last worker the same as you. Is it against the law for me to do what I want with my money? Should you be jealous because I am kind to others? And so verse 16 says, So those who are last now will be first then, and those who are first will be last. Now let's, let's discuss this, right? In this parable, in this story, the people who only worked one hour in the, in the evening got the same amount as the crew who worked all day. Now, I don't know about you, but, but I don't think at any of your jobs this would fly. Right? Can you imagine working for eight hours only to have someone come in for the last hour and still make the same salary as you? You would be mad. Right? By any standard, that would be unfair. And in Jesus' story, if karma was a real thing, the people who worked a short shift would have taken home next to nothing. So what is the point of this story? Well, to, to get to the point, we have to remember what we said about parables, right? Jesus used them to teach people lessons about God and the way his kingdom worked. And that is exactly what he is doing here, right? So with this simple story, Jesus is proposing a uh, totally new way of living. Right? He is challenging us to see things differently, to shake the karma from our system. Right? Through his life and teachings, Jesus gave us a new standard for living, and he sums it up here in John chapter 1, verses 16 through 17. Right? This, this standard says this, from, from his abundance, we have all received one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. Right? Jesus' standard is not karma. It is not what goes around, comes around. No, Jesus' standard is, is radically different. Instead of giving us what we deserve, he offers us uh, grace and truth. Right? Truth is something that we can use to inform the choices we make. And this is so important because every day, every day, we make decisions on what we believe to be true. And that is why we need Jesus' standard, a version of truth that is not skewed or changed by our circumstances, perspectives, or experiences. A version of truth that is just that, truth. And with that truth in our minds and in our hearts, we need the grace to live out that truth. Right? Just like Jesus said, he came to give us both. They, they go hand in hand together. Right? Now, now, grace can be a hard concept for us to grasp, right? In fact, the idea of karma can seem a lot clearer, right? It's easy to believe that we get what we deserve, right? Something about that just makes sense in our world, right? It is fair, but, but grace plays by a different set of rules, right? Grace is when we get what we don't deserve and we don't get what we do deserve, right? Let me, let me say that again. 
right? Grace is when we get what we don't deserve and we don't get what we do deserve, right? Here's what I know is true for each of us. At some point, we have all gotten what we deserved. And in that moment, we probably wished for a little more grace, right? Like the the time you bombed on an important meeting and begged your boss for a chance to try again, right? You, You were moved off the account. It was deserved. But even though you were the one who failed, you still hoped for some grace, Or maybe in a moment of stress, you said something that hurt your spouse. And you look back on that with regret, and you wish they would just let it go. right? You wish they could give you a little bit of grace. Or maybe you really let someone down. Maybe your your gossip found its way to the person you spoke about. You probably deserved a bad consequence because of that. But in spite of that reality, you begged your friend to give you some grace to redeem yourself. Listen, you, you see, grace goes against the way we naturally think. Right? It is not about what we do or who we are. It is about what Jesus did and who he is. Listen, Foundry, because of him, we don't get what we deserve. Instead, he gives us what we don't deserve. He forgives us for the things that even we have trouble forgiving ourselves for. He provides for us even when we totally screw up. Jesus always looks at us through a lens of grace. So now, Foundry, if you think about it, and, and if you're honest... We are all desperately seeking grace in this world. Man, right? We want someone to love us when we don't deserve it. We want someone to be our friend when we have driven everyone else away. We want someone to stand by us when we do stupid things. We want grace. And I'm here to tell you something. Some incredible news, and that news is this. Through Jesus, grace is available to everyone. Right? Maybe you are not sure about this whole Christianity thing. And maybe the reason you are not sure is because you don't think you can measure up. Right? You, you can't be what you think a Christian should be. Right? You don't want one more thing just to fail at in this life. Listen, if that is you, then what we are talking about today can be a game changer. Because in a culture, in a world that judges and grades us on what we deserve... Jesus offers us something entirely different. And so listen, 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 right? He offers us grace, a standard that gives us what we don't deserve and makes sure we don't get what we do deserve. So if that fear is what is holding you back from faith, from forging your life on him, maybe today is the day that you can take a step toward the grace that God is offering Or maybe you do believe, right? You have already made Jesus your Lord and have been baptized, right? And and done all these things, but you're struggling with a lot of guilt, right? You you have made mistakes and you've messed up big time, right? And even though you know the truth about grace, you're still struggling to accept that God's grace is for you. If that's you, let me challenge you to always remember this. God's message is grace. And because of that, the mistake you made or the sin you committed is not the end of the story. Listen, grace is a place where you can start over. So today, maybe 
there's a, uh, that's the step you need to take, to pray that God would give you the grace you need to start fresh. And listen, he'll give it. Or maybe uh, you are just completely exhausted by this faith thing because you're constantly trying to get it right and you just can't. Right, man, you're, you're spinning your wheels to make sure that you stay in good standing with God and it is leaving you completely worn out. Listen, I feel you. But can I let you in on another little secret? At some point, you are going to mess up. The tires are going to stop spinning and completely come off. You're going to make a mistake, right? But the good news is God's love isn't based on your performance. He doesn't need you to be good enough. He loves you right now just as you are. Grace makes a way for the head, right? So if you are struggling to experience his grace in your own life, Right, take a moment today to ask God to help you to receive his grace. I mean, just pray that, right? Ask him to help you reset in his grace. Right? No matter who you are or where you sit with this faith thing, forging your life on God thing, remember his grace is available to every single one of us. In just a second, the band is going to come back up here and Caleb's going to lead us in communion. And before we enter into that time and, and worship another, uh, through another song, let me tell you what I can't stop thinking about this week. Right? I just cannot stop thinking about this. What would it look like if you embraced God's standard for your life? Right? Truth and grace. What if the foundry as a whole embraced that what goes around doesn't have to come back around? Right? Because God offers a different standard, one that is completely and totally unfair in the best way possible. So let me challenge you to go this week, right? to forge ahead in that truth. Thanks for listening to the Foundry Church Podcast. We'd love to stay in touch. Visit us online at thefoundrychurch.com or connect with us on Facebook or Instagram at the Foundry Burke.